We've been told this story that if you check all the boxes, if you do all these great things, then you will be happy. But why do so many of us still feel unfulfilled? Welcome to Wealth and Liberty, where we give you the education, tools, and solutions to go from feeling unrewarded to becoming autonomous with three simple concepts to guide us. Identity, self-development, and financial control. Hey, and welcome back to Wealth and Liberty. I'm your host, Scott Tucker. And today I want to talk to you about a a case study or, I mean, a real life situation that happened with someone I've gotten to know over the last year and a half or so. And, you know, he's like the epitome of the wealth and liberty strategy. It's someone who's had a complete shift in how he was looking at his military career and then what he was going to do after the military and what he's going to do now. And it's just kind of a really inspiring story, still very early in the stages, but it's the opportunity that any of us have. And the fact that he saw it while he's still on active duty with three years to go before he gets out is going to set him up, you know, to be light years ahead of where most people who are only thinking about these types of things, what do I want to do with myself when I grow up, when they're in their, their retirement briefing. So let's call him uh, Commander Smith, a Navy officer. The funny thing is his last name actually is Smith. And now I'm going to use his real name because the next few episodes are going to be an interview with him. He's Commander Jared Smith, and he's a supply logistics guy in the Navy and was assuming that he was going to get out of the Navy in a few years, retire, get his pension, and then go work for a big logistics company. And that actually is a passion of his in a lot of ways. About a year and a half ago, right when I was getting started with kind of all this LinkedIn stuff I was doing, that's when I stopped ever trying to message people directly and say, hey, do you need any financial advice, blah, blah, blah. Like, actually, I'd stopped that years ago. But what I started to do as I was learning LinkedIn, I was kind of offering, hey, anybody else want you know, a little tip here and there? And I made a post. I just said, hey, does anybody want like a profile audit? me to kind of look and see how you're using it. Again, with the way I look at doing a profile audit versus the military transition LinkedIn gurus who disparage people for not having everything perfect. I showed him because it was so he said, yeah, let's do it. So basically all I did was do a screen recording of his profile, talk for 10, 15 minutes, pointed out some things and some different ways to think about it. All the stuff you heard in the recent episodes about LinkedIn. And if you haven't heard those episodes yet, make sure you go back and listen to them, sign up for the LinkedIn Liberty course free masterclass. I just teach everything that I knew about LinkedIn and how I use it to grow my personal brand. And so when I explained that to Commander Smith, his first name is Jared, by the way, you know, he's kind of blown away. He just you know, had any reason to think about these types of tools and post-military life or all that stuff. And I was explaining to him like, hey, if you take advantage of using this tool now today to build your personal brand, to really start networking, and you do this for the next three years, imagine where you're going to be, right? And then, of course, the topic came up around the military benefits and the financial stuff. And he had done all the quote unquote right things. Been saving for many years. He's got a lot of kids. His wife's a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, they're living primarily off his pension. So he was, you know, concerned like, oh man, I got to get this prepared for what happens after the military. And so that's when I said, hey, well, actually what he said to me was, hey, if you know all this stuff about LinkedIn and personal branding, getting ready what do you know about this financial stuff they're not telling us? And I was like, well, that's kind of the point, right? They're not telling us a lot. And especially a guy like you, who's not even your 
retirement briefing yet. You haven't even heard about this stuff yet. So let me tell you. So anyways, we went into the whole, you know, survivor benefit plan, VGLI, thrift savings plan, like how all these things are super limiting and it's kind of one size fits all for army. Like, of course, we all wear the same uniform, dud, and how it leads everybody to mediocrity. And in a situation when they come out of retirement, it's like, yeah, I got to get a job. Okay, I'm a logistics officer. I got to go to a logistics job. And then you're just in the same corporate structure. And I asked him, I mean, that's great. You can get good paycheck, good life. I like all that. But is that what you want to do? And he's like, no, not at all. I've been following orders for so long. I want to maybe do my own thing. I don't know what that is yet. And so first thing we did was reposition his financial assets. So it wasn't all geared on this retirement 20, 30 years from now when he's in his 60s, because that's not my goal. That's not my goal anymore. I mean, I thought it was my goal because that's what they said. But if that's not required, if there's other ways to do it and have that, and maybe also open up opportunities for becoming more self-employed, self-derived income, so you don't have to have a boss. You can choose where you go, when you do it, how you do it, whom you serve. That's what we all want. I mean, people I want to work with, but anybody listen to this show, that's what we want, right? So that's what we did. So in my book, I talk about the financial strategy of financial control, right? And we leverage modern advanced equity life insurance strategy because we're not using life insurance for a death benefit like everybody else does. That's like, duh. Yeah, we're all going to die someday. But the problem is most of the life insurance people get, whether it's government or private sector, they're all using it wrong because the assumption is, oh, it's only here for a car accident. But I mean, what are the chances? You're going to be around for 20, 30 years later and so now your problem's not solved. And so instead, repositioning assets, the reason we use life insurance is because it's tax advantaged and you can get insurance inside the policies. You can get insurance on the stock market. So that means you can invest linked to the stock market, get growth linked to the stock market without any risk. Okay. They do that by using insurance contracts, options contracts. They just don't day trade it. They do it over longer periods of time. So the money ends up being very secure and you can access it tax-free at any time, any reason. Very different than a retirement account where you can only put so much in, you can only access it after 59 and a half, and typically linked to the stock market, which just goes up and down. Like what happened when everybody got the flu a couple months ago? Stock market went down 30%. Nobody was paying attention to it because they were all in lockdown and we were going through this crazy stuff. That was the distraction by our government and our media. But nobody in the financial world knows how to pay attention to what's going on or do it. They're just trying to get clients. Oh, don't worry. The market will come back up. This happens every so years or whatever. It's like, cool. Really? Do you have any idea how this works as anybody? And so what's the real risk? And as Jared came to understand that, he said, hey, that seems like the real risk. I need to have control. I need to decide what I want to choose what I'm doing when I get out of the military, where my money comes from, where it goes, how I can use it. Not by having all these rules or having a boss that chooses if I get that paycheck. And so he's been on this journey for the last few years, or sorry, for the, gosh, for the, that's yeah, been over a year of testing, building the brand. Now, this is where it's fun to watch is because we're still very early. He's been trying lots of ideas out and stuff, but he's come back down to something that's needed in the marketplace. Nobody else is really doing it. And it's unique and creative and it builds on his own story. And his own experiences and knowledge it didn't require any sort of qualifications or degrees or whatever to come up with this way to add value to other people. But instead of thinking that he just needed to get a paycheck, put money away for retirement, he's now repositioned his assets or a portion of them into this vehicle where he can access it. 
Because now he's not so worried about just getting his job done. And so he hopefully can put enough money away and hopefully the market works out. Now he's taking control. And so his idea is he's like, wait a minute. I'm about to retire. I'm a few years out from retiring the military. My career was, you know, chaos as it all is because individually, yeah, we have a career manager, but they just tell you which duty station you're going to next. There isn't a lot of whole guidance on all the other aspects of life and how you do it through a career in the military. That talks about health, wealth, you know, military career specific, like what kind of jobs do you want? What kind of career field do you want to be in? How do you do that? How do you position? Like there's so many things in the military that we always have to kind of figure out ourselves. We were asking somebody the other day, it's like, would you go to your command for health and wealth advice? And like, heck no, of course not. But that means there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, every duty station has various you know things or whatever. But that's, again, for everybody. And I hope you don't want to be like everybody. All right. So that's what he's created, an online platform to you know, focus on you know, the junior officers He's you know, going to move into other fields as well and expand, but he, that's, that's the world he knows that he can help. And then he can network with other senior leaders all around the military and say, hey, can you give me one tip? What is one thing that you wish somebody would have told you when you were first entering the Navy that nobody did? You know, that kind of thing, right? And so that's his new networking strategy to go out in just a few weeks. He's already finding other people doing similar but different things than he's doing so they can help each other versus compete. And, you know, he's now entered this online marketplace, this online world where anybody can create a side hustle. And that's all he's doing. He's not even trying to monetize this right now because he knows, hey, while I'm still in the the Navy, I can put a bunch of money away into this advanced equity strategy so that three, five years from now, if I need it for my business or for something or for lifestyle, for living, whatever, I can. I can use it to supplement my pension for a little bit Actually, here's the cool thing about the strategy. When you actually use the money, it doesn't come out of your account. It stays invested. The insurance companies loan it to you. So any profits you get, you get to keep. So the loan's around 3 4%. If you make 6 which you know we always say the market average is 7 or 8 if you make 6 again, this is without risk because we have that insurance on the investment, then we get profits. So your money can be working for you in two places. And so for us more self-employed, independent-minded people, folks who are just like, I don't want to just forget about my money and not know how to use it or not have access to it or just leave it at risk in the market and not touch it till I'm at stage 60 and only use it for retirement. You see what I'm getting at? They've limited our options. We've had this mind, we had this story told us for so long that we think this is the only way. And so anybody in the financial world, whether they're bloggers or just, you know, personal finance gurus or other financial professionals, you know, they hear this kind of approach and it's like, well, that's not the standard certified financial planner approach. Where's the Roth IRA? Where's the thrift savings plan? It's like, dude, do you care about retirement? Is that your main priority in life? It's how many years away? How many hours are you working every week? How many hours do you work every week to get whatever paycheck you get? And if you manage, which most don't, but they really need to, I'm sorry, if you're not doing 20% towards your future, whatever you define that as to put some money away, then it's just going to be tougher. And so do the math. How many hours is 20% of the hours you work every week? What's important to you right now? Things that you can have control over, which is usually in that three year plus or minus time frame. anything beyond that, far too many variables. 
far too many. So in that span of control, if you're working 60 hours a week, you're saving 20%. What's the math on that? 15 hours? I mean, if you're spending 15 hours a week for the dollars that you make in those 15 hours, and it's just being put away for something that you can hope for 30, 40 years from now, I just couldn't sell that story as being honest anymore when I was a traditional quote-unquote financial advisor. It was just disingenuous. And are there other lots of different other stories? Heck yeah, Bitcoin, gold, real estate investment. Go do all of it. If you want, go find the one that's passionate about. I think if you're going to be in dollars, this strategy is the only place to safely protect it and then use it for all those other things. Start businesses, whatever. Become a day trader, investor in other businesses. Yeah, we need money. We need money for all of it. But you get to decide how much money that is. What you don't get to decide is the time that you have left. So is it worth it to put 15, 20, however many hours a week you're basically translating that time into money so you can hopefully later in life it's grown enough and you can convert that money back into some time when you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s. Usually health is an issue. Also, the people are tired, they're exhausted. And unfortunately, what ends up happening, most people have to keep working anyways. We don't know when these next crashes are going to come. Our country's in so far in debt right now. Our tax rates are going to have to skyrocket. Inflation could go up. Deflation could happen. The dollar could easily become so powerful because when the euro crashes, all of a sudden, all this money is going to flood into our markets and it's going to saturate our markets and we're going to be hyperinflated. Or the dollar could just completely lose its reserve currency status, but they're not going to go back on the gold standard. So there's just a lot of risks right now. And I don't know how to gamble. And I don't believe I ever saw anybody in my over 10 years in this industry that knew what kind of portfolio and could say, yeah, our algorithms are better or our philosophies or all that. It's like, you didn't see the flu coming. So I'm sorry. I don't care what your algorithms are. It, you know, just put money in the markets and hope. I'm not saying don't do it because obviously you got to put the money somewhere. There's only so many games in town, but understanding it is a gamble. And if you're okay with that, fine. But I didn't like that for myself, and I was doing it differently, even though the advice I was told to give my clients was the complete opposite, and that's when I finally just quit, because I realized I don't want to work with folks who are just, it's like, because you know what, all, the, all my clients that were doing that, they're all now divorced, unhappy, yeah, but I see a guy like Jared, he's taking control, he's been busting his butt, he learned how to create websites, he learned how to start podcasting, do video, write copywriting. What is building a brand, a personal brand? Learn how to add value, coming up with ideas, networking with folks. While he's still in the Navy and has four kids at home, right? I'm, I'm actually shocked how quickly and how fast he's done that. Because it took me, because I remember when I was him, it was about six years ago for me. Totally green, didn't even know this world existed. And I bumbled through it for many, many years before I started to see what was really happening. And... What I like to think is I was able to translate a lot of that time and money that I spent because, wow, did I eat it for a while. <laughs> and so, But I was in a position to take those risks. I didn't have four kids. Okay, I'm very highly mobile, don't need a lot of stuff. In the last five, six years, I've lived in seven or eight different places. In Europe, Germany, Italy, San Diego, a couple places in Virginia, multiple places in San Diego. But 
you know, that's what I think freedom is. That's what liberty is all about. We want the wealth to create the time so we can have the freedom to do whatever the heck we want when we want it and don't have to answer to anybody, especially right now where they're taking so much control over all of us. If you're not in a position to choose not to participate to some extent, meaning like you don't have to go into a work or job, like I would hope that's what we're striving for, to have that control back so you don't put yourself and your family at risk, whether it's financially or riots or uh, the flu, like that whole Seattle thing. Those are, there are people living in there and business owners. They just couldn't leave. It was their own. It was their businesses, right? But now in this mobile online world with your iPhone and a laptop, sometimes you don't even need the laptop, right? You, can you be a consultant, a very highly paid consultant? You don't even need websites. You're just the best at what you do. You're a master of your craft. Could be a DOD consultant. All you need is your phone and LinkedIn to communicate with folks, get some business, get some opportunities, be good at what you do and build from there. Don't need brick and mortar. I know plenty of guys doing this kind of stuff from their home. I have friends who run the social media for the United States Military Academy. Do you think they need a big office space to do that? No, they need a laptop. But they went and learned those new skills. They didn't assume that they needed to, well, here's what I did in the military. Here's what I did. I was a logistician, so therefore I must do this. Now, Jared's business might, because he has a passion for logistics, it might translate into a consulting logistics business down the road. But he's learning now by saying, hey, here's what I know. Here's how I can help people. Right. So my other friends, they recognized hey, nobody's really doing this social media stuff properly for DOD contractors and government agencies. They don't know how to communicate well. So they went and taught themselves the skills, build their own personal brands on like Instagram or Facebook, just did something to be valuable to people and you know, kind of got a name for themselves, developed the skill sets, got really good at it. Didn't need an MBA, didn't need other degrees, didn't need really a whole lot of time other than them watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, reading blogs, getting a course here and there. I actually don't know how they learn their, their particular skills. That's how I learned it. I know all this stuff. I taught myself search engine optimization in about a month. Went from absolutely no knowledge of it to actually now I'm pretty good at it. And therefore, I'm getting page ranks on Google for search terms that I'm beating out government websites because my information's more in depth and more valuable. I had more, a lot more insight. And the other bloggers are basically just regurgitating the government websites. It's not helpful. Okay. So what Jared's trying to do, what he is doing, he wants to be helpful, not just say, here's where you go to get your VA disability claim. Don't forget to check this box. You want to add insight and experience. Hey, that's why you help people or help them recognize that Maybe it's a different approach. I don't want to take your thoughts or advice or experience from my knowledge. It's a good, good, because I don't want to push it onto you. Like, oh, yes, everybody must do it this way. It's like, oh, no, of course not. But be aware. Be aware of what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the world of technology, the modern world, and what's going on inside of you. Do you choose to aspire to find your new identity, to aspire to discover whom you're meant to serve and how you're meant to serve them? That's my dream, is that we get as many veterans as possible going down this path, because hopefully it can stop some of the massive problems we're having with veteran mental issues and the consequences of that, because I've been down that path too. And I'm sure I'll talk about that more in this story or in this podcast, because I went and did some crazy stuff to overcome it. And it wasn't the VA. Tried that too for a minute and realized, wow, I'm not going to rely on the government to fix anything I'm dealing with. 
I'm not going to blame them for sending me and my friends to 20 years of war. I mean, sure, I blame them. You know, at this point, it's like, what is it out for? But I'm not going to say, well, now they need to fix me or whatever. Yeah, maybe they, again, I'm not, I didn't get, you know, blown up or shot or anything like that. Like my stuff was more just, I don't know what to do with myself. Right. And for the guys who absolutely were, that's the thing. I didn't feel like I deserved to go to the VA. I didn't feel like I deserved to use my GI benefit. I saw what other people went through. It's way worse than I went through. But I also saw folks just kind of struggling with any sort of identity, any lack of passion, lack of purpose. I thought that's also pretty dangerous. And our military, medical, and benefits resources are best used for the guys who are physically injured. I'm not so sure about the mental health stuff. And I believe that since money is a big part of that, money is a big part of identity, unfortunately, in this world. It just is. It's how we get food. Fortunately, it's how we all get all a bunch of other shiny stuff we don't need to. So therefore, we want more money, you know, more status, more stuff. What I ask is, for those of us who want to be on this journey, like, decide. Do we want to be serious? Do we want to take control? That's why I created the pillars that we follow with the Wealth and Liberty Strategy. Identity, we've talked about a lot about that today. Self-development, self-education, whatever. Bottom line is, you need to figure out what you're passionate about and go master the craft. And then go master these modern digital skill sets recognize that iPhone is magical. I mean, I hate it. I wish I didn't need it, didn't need social media, whatever, but it is a game we're in. And this is where things are going regardless. There was a job in the early 1900s where when they would uh, get data from doing astronomy, you know, looking at the stars, they're trying to figure out how far all the stars away were. They didn't know. They had to use math to do it, use trigonometry. And they were using computers to calculate it all. It's like a computer. This is like 1907 or something. They didn't have computers back then, right? They, no, they had computers. It was a bunch of most, usually women, their job description was a computer. They computed the data. That job does not exist anymore because of technology. Look how many other jobs don't exist anymore because of technology. What is going to happen in the future? In my industry, in life insurance, there's underwriters. Underwriters have to get crazy in-depth degrees an education to be able to do what they do. Very difficult. But it's nothing AI couldn't do. Artificial intelligence. It's going to switch that way because that's insurance companies will do that. Get costs way lower. The first ones to do it, they're going to get cheaper insurance. Who, what do you think I'm trying to do? I use technology for all this stuff. Like it's weird in the financial world that people think the old stuff is the good stuff. The way we've always done it. It's like, in what other aspect of life is that the way? But the old way with money is the good way. Well, yeah, that's because Wall Street and the government, the people who control the money, the two biggest bloated bureaucracies in corporations of greed out there. I just don't want to put my eggs in their basket. So that's what this is all about. That's why I'm so just thankful to have somebody like Jared come along, allow me to see how this could work as an experiment. There's other people doing various things. He's just someone who's really taken it quickly. I don't expect anybody to move that quickly. I don't know what his results will be, probably many years before there's results, and that's okay, because he was smart enough to do it while he was still active duty, knowing he's going to get his pension, and he's just preparing it all for it. And he's going to avoid having to pay for survivor benefit plans. He can avoid paying for VGLI. That's all extra money he gets to keep, and now it's been building equity all that time that he can use instead of being at straight cost. It's just too logical, and he got qualified before he got diagnosed with sleep apnea, which a lot of veterans have. That makes it hard to get insurance. 
So why do this stuff well before you're getting out of the military? Fortunately, we've been deployed and stuff, and so it's a distraction. People aren't thinking about themselves first, your family, because when you're out of the military, why would they care about you? Why is it the military's job to train you how to get a job? Why would we expect them to be good at it, to keep up with times when things are changing so rapidly? I'm not saying that I don't mean that they don't have a big heart. I know there's a lot of active duty military who are assigned to the transition assistance programs to run it. It's like, but you haven't transitioned yet. So <laughs> it's just such a military way of doing things. Nobody's fault, but it is your fault if you just keep following along. Yes, sir. Where do I go next? Tell me where to check the box. Then those results are going to get the cookie cutter results. I want more for you. I need more from you. I mean, we need more from each other as veterans who are upset with some of our veterans and suicide epidemic. We're upset with the way our government's handling things. And this isn't Democrat, Republican. I just, it's the whole thing. You know, if we don't become successful in a sense that we have wealth such that we can create more time to go serve each other, speak up more, not just be stuck in a cubicle, just thinking, ah, oh, not me, then I fear where this country is going without the veteran leadership. The money in the veterans' hands, what could we do more? Military spouses who are successful have more influence. They can speak up. Okay. So that's what this is all about. So much more to come. That's what the book's going to be all about. Not quite sure what I'm going to title it yet, but going to have a rough draft out here soon. So hey, if you'd like to be one of the first readers of the rough draft, email me directly, scott at usvetwealth, and say, hey, Scott, or hit me up on LinkedIn, of course, and just say, hey, I'd love to proofread or read the uh, first draft of the book. Hey, and by the way, <laughs> I'm not looking for little grammar mistake. It's so funny. I did other times I've written books. I send it off to military people and they come back to me. I was just like, Hey, what do you think? Any major themes you missed or didn't understand or something like that? And they'll mark it up like a term paper. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> but don't need that because perfection is not what I'm looking for. That's the point. We think in the military, everything has to get perfect because if it isn't, you're going to get in trouble. Life doesn't work that way. It's best, better to try and then improve. Learn from the mistakes, fail forward, always. All right, so we'll end it there. Hope you enjoy the next few episodes where I talk with Jared and get his insight and his thoughts on his experience. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to Wealth and Liberty and choosing to learn how to live an autonomous life. Please leave us a review on iTunes and share the show with a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Remember to subscribe at wealthandliberty.us and connect with me, Scott R. Tucker, on LinkedIn.